Welcome to Shoujo and Tell, where we normally discuss shoujo manga and tell who's hot and who's not, talk about themes, and just generally geek out. But today, March 28th, 2019, we're recording a special episode that's not about manga at all. <laughs> nope. It's about the theatrical release of Fruits Basket and the 2.5D, I think that's how it was marketed, show of Sailor Moon called Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon The Super Live. I, your host, Ashley McDonald, dragged my friend and roommate, Asher Softman, along with me to Fruits Basket, so he's here to discuss that with me. Yay. Yay. Okay, and I'm going to apologize if this audio is bad. We are, like, jerry-rigging this and in the same room, and we don't normally do this. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. We're going to hope it's fine. <laughs> it's very professional of us. Okay, so... I went with a different friend to Sailor Moon. Pretty sure he doesn't want to be on this podcast. So I'm just going to like... I didn't ask him. (laughs) But he also doesn't know that much about like shoujos and Sailor Moon. So I was just like, whatever. So Asher's going to let me like listen to me talk about that, I guess. (laughs) Just like you. I'm a listener. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Excellent. But yes, Fruits Basket first. Okay, so Asher. Yes. As the... Not as enthusiastic Fruits Basket person <laughs> right now. That's a gentle way of putting it. <laughs> gentle way of putting it. Yes, exactly. Did you like it? I did. I thought it was very well done. The animation was beautiful. We were talking about this. And the fact that all the visual gags in these first couple episodes we watched were identical to the manga, yet still really um, fluidly animated was very satisfying to see. They are not phoning this animation in. (laughs) They are not, and I am so pleased. I am personally very excited to see this go on for 50 episodes or whatever it's going to be of destroying my soul. (laughs) That's basically what's going to happen. I'm very excited to start crying by episode, like, four or five. Yeah. Is Uh, that how soon it starts? I mean, Hattori's story gets told pretty early. <laughs> yeah. That's right. I do that. <laughs> yeah. So, yes. <laughs> the answer was yes. Note to self, buy more tissues. Yeah, we definitely need more tissues. That's yeah. like a thing I've been like, <laughs> we need to buy more. I'll put it on my list. <laughs> Excellent. Yes, Caitlin, who has been on this podcast many times, actually tweeted at me being like, how much did you cry already? And I'm like, I didn't, nothing in the first two episodes is like yet cry worthy. Yet seeing my boy Keo animated so well and being so cindere, I was like, I love it so much. Oh my God, I'm in love. (laughs) The voice acting is very good. I mean, we only watched the the sub. So we saw the new Japanese voice actors for that. And they all seem like very sweet people. There was like a 45-minute interview with them. It felt like 45 minutes. Okay, we were in that theater for a total of an hour and 15 minutes. So 40 minutes of it was at least Fruit Basket. Or like 38 minutes of it was actual Fruit Basket. Okay. (laughs) You're like, math, that seems right, but my feelings... (laughs) I mean, if it was 38 minutes of Fruits Basket and we were there for an hour and 15 minutes, that's still a lot of interview we watched. I mean, yes, but we, it was also both. It was kind of mean because it was like, 
here is the Japanese voice cast answering some questions, like specifically for America. And we're like, oh, that's cool. And then they're like, okay, now have fun watching Fruits Basket. And then it's like, psych, now here are the English voice actors. And I was like, that that was a little mean. That was yeah. <laughs> well, that one wasn't as long, I feel. No, it was not as long, not at all. I, but because they didn't like... Like, they were clearly answering questions that were not voiced. Like, they were, like, just saying stuff based on prompts that you were supposed to infer, right? Like, right. Which I, I think was possibly more mentally engaging, maybe. <laughs> it was less impromptu also, so. Yeah. The Japanese people, they were cute, but, like, they had to do the whole Japanese politeness, like, going on, <laughs> complimenting each other too long. I'm like, let's simmer down, simmer down. But, yes, their voice acting was very good in the show. Yes. That the dude who was Kyo, like the way he looked visually as a real person, I was like, yeah, you're, you, you like, you're trying. <laughs> they were all dressed up as their characters, you realize. Were they? Yeah. Mm. I didn't get the vibes as much from Yuki Dude. <laughs> I got it from Yuki Dude most. And then I looked at the other two That's and I was like, oh, Yuki these the of the three. You definitely. I'm not sure. Because I, I do like Kyo a lot. Just not like you do. I think you like Yuki. <laughs> I think Yuki has the most interesting stuff to dig into. Blah, 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 blah. Sundari Boy Kyo is best. <laughs> that's all you need. No, that's legit. That's legit. That's legit. Yeah, this animation, I'm very happy because I feel like shoujo anime usually always phones in there. <laughs> Not always, but you know, like 95% of the time. <laughs> and there's so little of it that means that like, Asher and I tried to name five iconic shoujo anime, and we only named four. <laughs> uh, did we get one at the end? The, the four that we named were Sailor Moon, Captor Sakura, Utna, and Oran. Right. No, I thought there was a fifth. Did, um, I thought I named a fifth. You tried real hard. I did try pretty <laughs> hard. And I was just like, I don't think any of those are iconic enough. I'm sure now everybody's going to tweet me and hate and be like, oh, I think we were like, we admitted that the original Fruits Basket uh, was iconic. Yeah. Yeah. Bad, Which, but iconic. Yes. <laughs> bad, but iconic. <laughs> right. And now we're like, oh, no, this is going to start like fandom wars, having a new anime and the manga and all. We don't care. <laughs> we don't care. I don't care. I don't know about Ashley. <laughs> I try very hard not to care. Uh, no, I am pretty certain I will love this new anime far more than the original. Having not seen the original, I'm sure I'll love it more too. You didn't see the original, wow. I saw an episode of it. And I think <laughs> I saw a clip of the end of it. I did read the manga, so like, don't come at me. Don't <laughs> come at me. Don't come at me, bro. Yeah. I thought there were some points of animation where it didn't, it was weird and it didn't quite land. Like, the dramatic moment where Yuki and Toru are talking on their walk home from school, and she gets a leaf in her hair. Like, there was some weird pause there and, like, flatness of the animation that I was like, I don't... What's going on here? This is not... <laughs> the only thing that bothered me was the visual weirdness of the transformation smoke poof. Oh, yeah. Where that was not traditionally animated. It was, like, an effect they paste it on on top and like yeah. that's that probably is similar to the manga in yeah. that like it was probably a splash of poof but it was a little jarring yeah then i got used to it so i don't know and uh, no it could have been better it could have drawn a puff cloud yeah yeah 
Oh, when Shigure was dressed up with Kyo to go to school and he had that really nice hair, I was like, does Shigure ever have that in the manga? Because yes. he looks real nice with that hair. That happened. Well, it hit me a lot more in the <laughs> I was like, damn. I think it cleans up nice. (laughs) We should also note that, like, how long ago did you read the manga and or watch the first anime? I mean, I recently covered the manga on this podcast. Well, like, originally. Oh. God. (laughs) 2000. When would it have ended in English? I mean, I think, like, high school. So, 2007. So, (laughs) uh, I think a point of interest is that we are now probably older than Shigure. I don't remember how old he is. Yeah, no, it's weird to be like, oh, the old characters in Fruits Basket, I am now their age. Yeah. (laughs) That is strange. I do feel that I'm going to start paying more attention to them than to the high school kids. I'm just like, whatever, you guys are in high school. (laughs) Whatever, you guys. High school's not even real, you guys. (laughs) For all the young (laughs) listeners out there, you think that everything in high school is important, but it's not. It's not. Life advice, just... Chillax. They're not going to take that advice. I know you're not, but you're going to you're gonna think back to this in 10 years from now. <laughs> you're going to be like, oh, Ashley was right. <laughs> I can't remember you. Oh, so mean. You're, you're not iconic. It's true. I'm not an iconic JoJo anime. <laughs> or God, manga. I'd, I'd watch that. <laughs> Nobody else would. Okay. So we did get some comments. Uh, we got at least one comment about the dub, which, you know, I'm curious about because we didn't watch the dub. <laughs> Which, like, I realized, I was like, oh, it, I guess technically you could have gone to both showings, but I was not going to drive an hour plus to Miami both days during rush hour because I don't want to die. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and I couldn't have gone, so that wouldn't have been cool. Yeah, that's not fun. That's not fun. Anyway, so at Huntress Fan on Twitter about the dub said, I liked it. They also corrected the name pronunciations, e.g. our boy Shigure, <laughs> and have to- Toru refer to Yuki as Soma. Uh, performances were familiar, but not exactly the same since most of the English cast is returning versus the Japanese cast is not at all. (laughs) Um, Since this new series doesn't really go all out zany in how Daiichi previously directed the original series. Yeah, so another comment that we got from Ramna Yasha, who does the Manga Mavericks podcast, also alludes to how the original animation is more... You know, it, it tries harder to, in that, like, low-budget way to, like, cover up its low-budgetness, I think, to, like, have more clever animation things. And uh, so, like, the gags and stuff come off better, but I'm just, like, I don't know. Those animation gags are not, they're not fun in the way that Trigger is trying to hide up <laughs> its, like, lack of budget. <laughs> fun. <laughs> I, I can't speak to this question having not seen the original nor having seen the dub. Um, <laughs> it's not a question. It was just a nice a statement. <laughs> I, mean, I tend to like those zany overdone effects. Is that like making it really cartoony, mm-hmm. with, especially with expressions and actions? Like mm-hmm. I can. I think I you would actually appreciate some of the gags of the original. Then I probably would. Um, just find gifts of them. <laughs> just find some gifts. I've probably seen some gifts. Uh, I think. Like, this anime could use some of that in the zany moments, but I I actually find the, it's not even juxtaposition, like, the simultaneous, simultaneously seriously flowy and, like, appealing 
shoujo nature of this animation with the bizarre, <laughs> bizarre animal. Uh, one of the things that like struck me in the animation was like, oh, they are really like trying to stick to how these animals looked in the manga. <laughs> and you're like, that's not how a- real animals look. Right? Uh, I mean, of course not. No. <laughs> no but um, I think like the fact that they are committing to that is kind of admirable and like I like it it's it again it was like something I noticed which means it was a little jarring but in a cool way I like the animation I like that when Yuki and Kyo punch each other it's like so nicely done it's so <laughs> flowy when Kyo gets flung around <laughs> it was real good it was real good it was like they took the actual like Look, let's be real. In the manga, she's not a martial artist manga. Yeah, right. <laughs> <Mangaka>. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, like, they took that and made it real. Like, they made the lines of motion make sense. And, like, that takes some skill. Kudos. Yes, thank you. Give me the shoujo fight anime <laughs> that we all deserve. Yes. <laughs> okay, we will dig further into Lum's comments now because he does have many comments and then some questions so let's go this is a paragraph you're gonna test my reading skills love doing this to me okay i revisited the original anime adaptation this past week in anticipation of the theatrical premiere i was afraid to do that personally in injecting myself here i was like mm, i don't know that i want that in my brain um, even though i hadn't seen it in over eight years that, that checks out. From the first, first note of the opening theme, I was instantly reminded of why it resonates with me and my memories of it came flooding back. Watching the premiere of the new show, my gut feeling is that while I love how they're keeping the tone truer to Takuya's vision, I miss the quirkiness of the old series. While the original anime played up the comedy, I also felt these moments were effectively contrasted uh, with the heartfelt and dramatic moments in a way that heightened their emotional impact, which made the last three angst-filled episodes particularly impactful. I also thought the original series was very creative in its artistry and played with experimental animation in interesting ways, particularly during both episodes focusing on the Yuki fan club. In contrast, I think the new show is very well made, but the execution doesn't stand out as much to me compared to the original. The stylistic choices in the new Fruits Basket felt similar to a lot of modern series, which isn't a bad thing, but I feel there's a certain unique charm from the original that is irreplicable. That said, the core of Fruits Basket's story is preserved, and I still felt the emotional weight, so I'm very much looking forward to keeping up with this adaptation. I just feel a little disappointed that what I'm most looking forward to is seeing the story told rather than seeing how the story is told. Fair, but also me, me personally. Looking at shoujo anime offerings as a whole... The biggest thing that I lament about shoujo anime, aside from the animation quality is never normally there, <laughs> uh, is that like it never makes it all the way through a shoujo anime, like ever. <laughs> right, it never makes it to the end of the manga. Yeah, it never makes it to the end of the manga. It's always like a 26 episode thing that gets through the first happy arc where they are in love and then they like kiss once and yay everything's happy go lucky and then it actually misses out on all the angst filled thing like everything that's like truly worth it in free basket is in the you know second two thirds and uh it's just kind of like shoujo anime never delves into the hard bits i feel basically because it's always just 
getting together <laughs> and never the the hard parts of whatever their their struggles happen to be which it, whether it's staying together you know graduating high school like whatever it is you know there's always something and so i am very much excited for the return of a shoujo anime that is more than 26 episodes and is actually going to supposedly complete a manga here 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 yeah Asher and I tried to think of more recent because in the 90s it was actually pretty good they actually finished like Fushigi Yugi actually does yeah as an anime get through that whole thing yeah isn't that like 70 like, something episode is it 50 like something 50 something I think yeah, okay okay has some OAVs like it, it gets there though and you're like that's nice right. Imagine Night Wraith gets there, Card Captors gets there. They've put a lot of filler in, actually. I was about to say, actually, the problem is that they put too much filler in those things. <laughs> too much filler. Yeah. Sailor Moon gets there. Yeah, Sailor Moon. With Sailor. a lot of filler. Yeah. <laughs> and so I actually tried to think of, we tried to think of more recent ones that had gone on longer. And we named, regrettably, Full Moon, which also puts in a lot of filler oh to get God. to its 50-whatever episodes Day for those of you who don't know it. <laughs> Which is only a seven-volume manga. And you know, if it had been a 26-episode anime, I think that would have been good. That would have been fine. <laughs> that would have been good. I, don't, I thought Kimini Todake does have 38 episodes. It still only gets through a third of the manga, but like it, does, it has a second season, basically. That's nice. Then there's like Shugo Chara, which I haven't watched or read much of but i from what i know d don't feel that it deserves a 50 something episode wow. anime come at me <laughs> come at me all <laughs> that's fine and those are literally the only ones i can think of i looked at lists and i was like no none of these it's it's no good so the shoujo manga or the shoujo anime lands the shoujo manga landscape is great the shoujo anime landscape is less great and therefore i i am also glad that like you know, we live in an era where Banana Fish got an anime, and now Fruits Basket is getting a rebooted anime. And I'm like, this is the best timeline! <laughs> Finally, things that, like, deserve adaptations <laughs> are getting them instead of, why don't we reboot Full Metal Alchemist for a third time or some BS like that? <laughs> don't mess with Brotherhood. It's perfect the way it is. <laughs> don't mess with You can't see how excited Ashley is gesturing right now, <laughs> folks at home. <laughs> But it's so, it's so <laughs> good. I get frustrated because we live in the garbage timeline of like, what if Lion King, but different animation? I'm like, no, shut up. <laughs> get out of my face. What if Aladdin, but live action? No, <laughs> who cares? <laughs> what if Spider-Man for a fourth time? Hey. hey, hey, I came at you right there. Hey. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> Some of us enjoy that. You enjoy the... 50th reincarnation of Spider-Man. Honestly, I do. <laughs> anyway, no. I, I think that's a garbage timeline. I'm excited for the banana fish fruits basket timeline. That's fine, too. <laughs> anyway, okay, so them had some questions. Uh, how do you feel about the redesign of the Yuki fan club characters, particularly Makoto Minagawa? Uh, do you feel they were missing some of the quirkiness, both in their designs and personalities, that they had in the manga and original an anime adaptation? To be honest... And those are my least favorite characters. <laughs> of course. I, okay, so yes, I looked at comparison photos of Motogo. So 
her redesign is nice. Her hair color is like drastically changed and stuff. Like it's gray instead of brown, which I think is more distinctive. That's fun. I feel that, you know, like mostly those characters haven't had a lot of time to shine yet. I don't want them to shine, but like, sure, why not? <laughs> like, like, if they're getting through the whole manga, there's presumably going to be more episodes that are actually focused on them because they, they have their, their moments <laughs> or whatever. So I actually don't actually like to normally do things like judge a thing based on two episodes of, my, of it but like so I, I reserve judgment on them basically and Asher is like I didn't watch the original what do I know <laughs> yes okay question two I love the new Japanese cast and think their performances really embody the characters well what was your favorite performance and do you have a favorite moment from the interview with Iwami Uchida and <laughs> Shimazaki. Asher, you clearly have feelings. I have feelings about that interview. I felt very uncomfortable watching the interview, honestly. I was reading gender dynamics into it the whole time. Gender dynamics, power dynamics. Like, they're both older than Iwami is. Like, I noticed they were calling her Iwami-chan the whole time. While they were San to her? Maybe Kun? I don't remember. She didn't get to speak nearly as much despite being the main character of the show. (laughs) (laughs) And the things she said were markedly more innocuous and impossible to take badly than the guys. Like they got to, they got to share a little bit more about themselves. Her answers were all very cutesy and impenetrable. I do think they were all fantastic uh, in their acting. I I couldn't tell you a favorite moment. I was trying to like erase the memory of the interview as I watched. (laughs) No, like I I didn't want to be picturing the actors as I was watching the the anime. Like I was attached to these characters long before, uh, or maybe not attached to these characters as the case may be. I have feelings. (laughs) Astro doesn't like Toru. Let's just say it. Let's (laughs) just say it. I don't like Toru. Um, I do think that Iwami did a fabulous job as Toru. What I was surprised about watching the interview was that Iwami was very timid, like in her voice. And I was like, wow, this is going to be like a real timid Toru. But she was actually more powerful, like in Toru mode, I felt. I I think that's perfectly natural. Really? Uh, Yes. The other thing I noticed about Iwami was that she would cover her mouth as she was speaking. I was like, oh, my God. Like, she's terrified. (laughs) She was hella scared. (laughs) And again, I guess we should remember she's only 18 or 19 if she's as old as Fruits Basket. Yeah, she was like, I am as old as this manga. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, She's 10 years younger than us. Yes. Poor Iwami. I just wanted to give her a hug. Really? (laughs) I didn't want to give her a hug. I wanted to take her someplace safe. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, nobody. (laughs) Nobody will touch you. It's okay. Like a prince over here. You. (laughs) This is why you like Yuki so much. (laughs) Yeah, I'm trying to remember a favorite moment in the interview, but generally, I just felt like that interview went on too long, and like the story that they told. So one of the questions was like, "Tell us a funny story of something that happened during the recording sessions." And, like, the most interesting answer would have been something about how they had flubbed a line in a very funny way or something along those lines. But they mostly just made fun of the dude who plays Keo, like, eating too much. And it went on for, like, minutes. And it was like, no, this is very unnecessary. Yeah. 
Uh, if I had to pick a favorite moment from the interview, it'd be when they asked, like, hey, what animal would you be? Oh, yeah. Zodiac. I was like, all right. I respect this dragon guy. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. Him being like, his reasons for being a dragon, I was like, yes. yes. <laughs> that is true. Yes. And the other two are like unconvinced. And I was like, that's, why are you unconvinced by this? Well, I think that's probably a cultural thing. Like, like uh, Kyodu, I, you know, it's kind of telling that I remember Iwami, but not the other two's names. I mean, I could I tell guess you their Kyo names. I guess Yuma, maybe. <laughs> He was like, but dragons have evil thoughts. And I was like, okay, there's some context here that I'm not getting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, simmer down. I mean, at least they didn't pick their own animals. Well, Iwami did. Iwami picked Toru's desired cat. <laughs> oh, I was like, wait, no. But You're like, Yuki dude picked his actual year of birth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but he didn't it's mention confusing. it. Also, for the record, I am year of the snake. Am I also year of the snake? Yes. I believe you are, yes. You're the snake. Woo! Uh, finally, I thought it was interesting that at my theater, the dub screening was completely sold out, but the sub screening was only about half full. I know the original dub is generally... Yeah, this one was like... Ooh. <laughs> I know the original dub is generally beloved. Those are the voices in my head when I think of the characters as well, but it still surprises me that it seems to be more iconic among Western fans than the original performances. While the new anime is already nostalgic in many respects, do you think the dub has a better advantage in recapturing those feelings by virtue of most of the original cast returning, whereas the Japanese cast has been mostly replaced? I have thoughts. I think back when the original Fruits Basket came out, most people who were watching anime were watching dubs because that's what was available. It was much harder to watch subs 10 years ago. Yeah. I think that that is where the advantage comes in here. Like, people are attached to the dub voices in America, and the fact that those are coming back is good for America. If the Japanese voices had come back in Japan, I don't know how much of a difference that would have made. I, I, don't, I honestly don't know how attached people are to those voices, because... I mean, I didn't even watch the anime, and I know that Laura Bailey is Toru. <laughs> like, yeah, and like I am attached to Laura Bailey. <laughs> you had this presumption that Fruits Basket was perhaps more popular with Western fans also than Japanese fans. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how accurate that can possibly be, but I, I'm just, I'm, I'm wondering about that. Yeah. I do see more of that hype than worldwide hype. Yeah, I'd be interested to know that. And for me, so I should mention that our sub showing was full. Yes. Yeah, it was seemingly sold out. I do know that when in purchasing the tickets, so I had bought them really early before they were like officially announced because I was like, there's no way there's going to be a closer theater than this one that I'd already found just because there were only like 50 theaters, right? So like the odds of a closer one also in Florida was like very slim. And so... Uh, then later, after they had officially announced it, I went back to see how quickly it was like selling out or whatever, and I actually accidentally looked at the dub showing first, and I was like, wow, it's actually like almost sold out already, um, and then I was like, oh wait, that's the dub showing, and then I went back to the sub showing, and it wasn't, it was like actually still mostly empty, so like it did sell out faster, the dub showing, presumably, but I'm going to assume that both were sold out <laughs> in, in Miami. <laughs> I actually have very mixed feelings about the English cast mostly returning and the Japanese cast not returning at the behest of the manga author. 
Uh, because to me, that seems semi-disrespectful to the manga author's wishes for the English cast to have all come back when she didn't want the Japanese cast to come back. I would have to know her reasoning for her request and also, like, did she make a request about the English cast? No, but I still feel like, I don't know, to me, I'd be like, I would want to extend that. That's fair. Anyway, those are all our thoughts about the fruits in the basket. I'm sure... I will probably tweet about how much I cry while we watch this <laughs> ongoing saga for the rest of the year. <laughs> Maybe I'll get back on Twitter and also tweet about how much you cry. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. Stock up on tissues. <laughs> yeah, we definitely need my tissues. Okay, so let's talk about Sailor Moon for a hot second. But honestly, the most question that I've seen out in the wild is what the heck is this live Sailor Moon thing <laughs> in the first place? So let me give you some context on that. Okay, so I didn't know what it was either. I just, okay, so backstory. I was like, hey, hey friend, I'm going to come visit you in Washington, D.C. Uh, because I want to see, I have a goal of seeing my Philadelphia Flyers, a hockey team, because y'all are nerds and don't sports. <laughs> That's not why. I was like, I'm going to go see the Flyers play every other NHL team in like their away arena. So I was like, hey, they're playing the Capitals. I'm going to come. And it's also the Cherry. It was the first weekend of the Cherry Blossom Festival. And I was like, cool. So like, I'm going to do those things. And then he was like, yeah, that's awesome. Let's do that. And he's like, also, there's the Sailor Moon show. And I was like, what (laughs) is this nonsense? (laughs) Uh, And so, as I said before, I believe it is billed as a 2.5 dimensional show what does that that mean mean? exactly (laughs) uh and so basically it's a very interactive like it's a it's a well-designed musical slash light show okay (laughs) essentially the stage dynamics particularly in the beginning are like very lit there's like screens they're projecting like manga panels and like all these things while the cast is like doing stuff underneath like the live cast is doing real things and like all these things and it's like really cool it's really cool production wise you know story wise it goes through basically like the beginning of the story i guess like basically where asher and i have been watching the anime (laughs) very slowly over very slowly Well, we basically haven't really been watching it, but we stopped around episode, like, 40, <laughs> which is... We were at the beginning of... Are we still in the Jadeite arc? Not Jadeite, uh, Zoicite. We're still in the Zoicite arc. Yes. And so basically, I think this show goes through that. Like, it doesn't do any of the beginning. Like, all the other Zites are, like, who cares? <laughs> like, it's only... <laughs> they didn't do Jadeite? It's only, like, Tuxedo Mask getting captured oh basically oh wait we're at the we're at the beginning of the um kunzai dark oh yeah okay so it's only him (laughs) um but yeah so it's like it's basically you know it's a very rudimentary like telling of the beginning getting together establishing the cast uh and that's fine (laughs) and like it's great the lights are awesome i love anytime they did like you know they did fight scenes and there's lights and they're singing they're doing choreographed dancing i'm like i am so here for this <laughs> like what is up <laughs> so so here for it so that's basically what this show is and it was very special because there are only like four showings happening in america and wow. one of them was in washington dc it was for the cherry blossom festival actually <laughs> makes sense yeah and then the other ones are in new york 
city this coming weekend. Naturally. Naturally. Sorry, America. You need to be less big. That's basically. Yeah. Yeah. That's basically the thing. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. So the friend I went with, again, is not an anime nerd. And he's like, yeah, Sailor Moon. That's a thing I liked when I was a child. And he's like, yeah, it's old. He's like explaining it to his friends. We went out like one night. And so he's explaining it to his friends what we're going to do this weekend, like the next day or whatever. And he's like, yeah, Sailor Moon was popular in like the 90s. And he's like, I don't, is it still popular in all these things? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, bro, <laughs> the anime nerds go hard. They're going to come in cosplay. It's going to be sold out. It's just wait. <laughs> oh, man. And then he was like, oh, yes, I see. I see now. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you have underestimated the oh, sailor and the moon. I know. Poor normal. Poor normie. <laughs> I, I dragged <laughs> Sailor Moon. <laughs> oh, he, he was a good sport about it. It's he fine. He a good sport. Yes, he is a good friend. <laughs> um, anyway, so my one of my friends, Loyola, you know, was like asking me about it. She asked me all these questions. <laughs> Some of them I cannot answer. Uh, but, you know, some basic questions. Was Luna there? Okay. No, they did not have a cat on stage. What? What? <laughs> Luna was at one point one of the, like, manga panel projections onto fancy screens. Lame. No. No, it was fine. <laughs> could have had an actress be Luna. Uh, Loyola asked me, how did Mask look? Okay, to be honest, I was not at all... I was in the very last row because I bought... Because, again, I didn't know this show was happening until, like, a month and a half ago. So those tickets were already sold out by then. So I bought resale tickets at a inflated price, definitely. Of course, of course. Uh, And, yeah. No, I was in the last row. So I was not at all close enough to, like, see faces of people. Because <laughs> uh, they, they were only projecting manga stuff, not... Yeah, yeah, no. Okay, there was okay, no, okay. like, blown-up projection of what was happening on stage. I could barely even read. They had two screens because, you know, they do... There actually is very minimal dialogue and, like, knowing rudimentary Japanese, you can, like, know most of it. Except for, like, the song lyrics, but, like, do you really need to know what the songs are saying? Yeah. No. no. So, like, but basically it's mostly them just screaming, Sailor Moon! <laughs> you know, like, what do you know what they're saying? Right. But, yeah, I could barely, like, read the, the screen that had, like, the subtitles okay. on it. Would you say it was more of, like, like, you know how you have to interpret the dance um, to get a story? Is it, is it more like that and less like a, a traditional musical? Or like maybe more like like a ballet without the actual ballet parts than than a musical. Uh, sure. I mean, I remember hearing a comment as we were walking out, being like, during all those fight scenes, I don't know who was supposed to be winning <laughs> and stuff like that. <laughs> so like, I think it's definitely you know you probably need to know at least a little bit of Sailor Moon's story to like make any sense because there are also like numbers where you're like that seems pretty silly like I'm not even sure that that had anything to do with anything really <laughs> like <laughs> and that's fine <laughs> how long was it oh it was only like an hour and a half okay it's not very long so one act yes yeah okay <laughs> but I only wanted to know was Usagi annoying I mean in my mind Usagi's always annoying so right. there's <laughs> there's only one Ashley answer to this <laughs> I, I I can't connect to Toru. She can't connect to Usagi. It's fine. It's fine. We can, we all have our weaknesses. <laughs> okay. Uh, but Loyola asked, how did they do the transformation live? And it's, I mean, it was always very tastefully done in that, like, your attention was normally diverted away from the character who was transforming. Like, they might be on stage, but it was dark, and then it was paying attention to, like, the other characters. Like, 
if Sailor Moon was going to transform, it'd be like she's darkened out somewhere on stage, transforming. You are paying attention to the other guardians. Okay. <laughs> Which Loyola thought was uncool and not fun but I thought it was very tastefully done because I don't really I'm not about seeing people get dressed in fancy ways like I don't care again it's like an iconic thing is the transformation sequence so like I can understand where Loyola is coming from but like you're you're, you're looking at 14 year old girls covered in ribbons like mm-hmm. I know right exactly <laughs> like calm down everybody <laughs> um did they play the theme song yes obviously of course of course they did you can't not no <laughs> you can't not exactly uh yeah so like Sailor Moon live show it was fun I just feel very lucky that I happened to like be in the city that it was going to be in like it was pure chance (laughs) I'm a little jealous I like Sailor Moon more than you do I feel you definitely like Sailor Moon more than I do (laughs) all right that's fine you can be jealous (laughs) honestly like Lots of people who probably like Sailor Moon more than I did deserve I to be at the show more. It's okay, but you got to go, and it was fun, so I'm glad. It was fun, yes. I got to see all the Sailor Moon nerds. It's weird for me to go to these very specific showings because I feel actually that almost everybody there is way more hyped than me about the things. Asher knows that this is my struggle. My struggle is that I cannot m- normally reach people's hype level about anything <laughs> ever, and yeah. as an introvert, that's very, that's very tiring. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel that you are often much more hype about things than I am. Wow. You're soups mellow then. <laughs> I'm pretty mellow generally. Yeah. Yesterday I was pretty hype, but I think I was more hype about... <laughs> I mean... <laughs> So in honor of Fruits Basket Day, um, I <laughs> woke up real early and made onigiri. And, and it was, was a lot of fun. And I completely surprised Ashley. She had no idea, even though I hadn't, like, I didn't hide anything. <laughs> the umeboshi were in the fridge <laughs> on the top shelf. You guys, I I'm had so- written on my meal plan calendar thing, onigiri <laughs> and furuba day. <laughs> okay, first of all, I didn't look at that. You never look at that. No. <laughs> I'm very bad at food. So I saw the umeboshi in the refrigerator and I was just like, interesting. And then just like ignored that. <laughs> Asher had also been like, don't eat the rest of the curry. And I was like, okay. And mildly I was like, why? And then I was like, I don't care. Like five <laughs> seconds later. <laughs> yeah. But like, I don't know. Ashley took me to a hockey game a couple months ago and I was like, all right, this is okay. This is okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. Ashley gets more angry about things than I do. That's I certainly true. You know, I feel that the world is doing an injustice to the shoujo everything. And <laughs> I feel like being able to see these two special events, I was like, finally, the universe is correcting itself. You can hear how hype is, how hype Ashley is right now, right? Like, you can hear this. You see this. You see this. I'm going to auto-level it so that nobody, I'm just flat. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so those were our thoughts on those things. Thanks for listening to Shoujo and Tell. Uh, if you happen to see either of these special live events of Fruits Basket or Sailor Moon, like please write us to how you felt about those. That would be fun. I want to read about how all of you Shoujo nerds have been feeling about these things. Uh, we're at Shoujo and Tell on Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, Instagram, and you can email Shoujo and Tell at gmail.com. 
Uh, are you excited every time you see a new episode from us? Then you should leave a review in iTunes or Stitcher because that makes me feel good and it helps more people find the podcast. <laughs> Even if you left a one-star review, I would I would feel good about it. Um, <laughs> Asher's calling me out on BS right now. <laughs> Whatever, man. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back next time for a proper episode <laughs> about manga to discuss all of Everyone's Getting Married by Izumi Miyazono. Uh, in that episode, we are going to lament how there's not enough cyber sex in that manga. That is an actual part of the discussion. It's actually a large part of the discussion, so get hype about that. Stay tuned. Until then, bye. Bye.